Welcome to Backlog Books. My name is Kara. My pronouns are she, her. This is the podcast where I spend a few minutes talking about what I've been reading lately. Please be prepared for spoilers. Whether you are a 34 books a year reader or a one book a year reader, thank you for joining me. Today, we are going to talk about a book that is based on a podcast. I don't know if you noticed, but I really like podcasts. The podcast in question is called Welcome to Night Vale. This book works as a standalone, but I do really love what it adds to the Night Vale canon. Our format today is also going to be a little different. Since this is kind of a horror and a mystery novel, I don't want to spoil more than I have to, but I do want to talk about it. So I'm going to release a second, shorter episode alongside this one, and that episode will have the major, major spoilers in it. Okay, let's get started. Today, we are talking about The Faceless Old Woman Who Secretly Lives in Your Home by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner. Here is the summary. In the town of Nightvale. There's a faceless old woman who secretly lives in everyone's home, but no one knows how she got there or where she came from, until now. Told in a series of eerie flashbacks, the story of the faceless old woman goes back centuries to reveal an initially blissful and then tragic childhood on a Mediterranean estate in the early 19th century, her rise in the criminal underworld of Europe, a nautical adventure with a mysterious organization of smugglers, her plot for revenge on the ones who betrayed her, and ultimately her death and its aftermath, as her spirit travels the world for decades until settling in modern-day Nightvale. Interspersed throughout is a present-day story in Nightvale, as the faceless old woman guides, haunts, and sabotages a man named Craig. In the end, her current-day dealings with Craig and her swashbuckling history in 19th-century Europe will come together in the most unexpected and horrifying way. This book was published in March of 2020, which was a tough time for any book to come out. My copy has 384 pages, and I read it at the beginning of May. There are two authors, Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner. They co-write the podcast Welcome to Night Vale and co-run a podcast and network called Night Vale Presents. There is surprisingly little personal information available about them online. They're still alive and still podcasting and still writing. It can be difficult for me to figure out what is approachable for a newbie to the Welcome to Night Vale world. I have been listening to the podcast almost since it came out. So to me, it's a world that I can slip into seamlessly. I know the characters, I know the style, I can almost always guess where it's going to go. To give you a brief overview of Night Vale, it's a small desert community where every conspiracy theory is true and strange hooded figures occupy the dog park. The podcast takes the form of a radio broadcast going through local news, like when the massive glow cloud All hail. rolls through town and takes over the PTA. Now, there are two other books written in the Night Vale world. Each is a standalone novel. They're set in the same world, but they follow different people, like the Wayfarer books do. This book is written in first person. A first person narrator 
is a story narrated by a single character using the first person pronoun I. So we as readers experience the story through that narrator's eyes and don't get to see a lot of what happens outside of that. Often, first-person novels will be framed as the narrator telling the story to a specific person, saying something like, you asked me to tell you this story, or it'll be in journal form or the form of letters. It's also one of the common ways to do an unreliable narrator. And an unreliable narrator is telling the story as they want to tell it, and often they will contradict themselves or lie, and you won't realize what's true or untrue until the end of the narrative, if ever. First-person narration can be hit or miss for me, personally. If you don't like the narrator, there's no escape from them in first-person. At least in third-person, you can have some distance from a character. But I did like the first-person here, so that was nice. We have a framing story of a sort. We begin in modern-day Night Vale, following the life of Craig, a somewhat hapless man, struggling to understand the odd things that happen in his life. He's like any young person trying to find their place in the world. There is someone, a faceless old woman, who lives in his house. She lives in everyone's house, and goes through their things, uses their Netflix account, sets moths loose to eat their sweaters, that kind of thing. The old woman is our narrator, and she talks to Craig, though he can't hear her. And we find out that she's familiar with his family history. She knew his father and grandfather and followed them until their deaths. The old woman is worried about Craig. Along with this ominous following, she appears to be manipulating his life to be how she wants it. For example, she ruins a date with someone she considers unsuitable for him. Even though he can't hear her, she begins to tell him the story of her life. Our story begins, really begins, in 1792 at an estate by the Mediterranean Sea. Our narrator, the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home, is remembering her childhood, what it was like to be carefree and for the whole world to be simultaneously your own and also a complete mystery. It's a pretty big switch from following Craig. She has an idyllic childhood and a loving father, though they both live under the shadow of her mother's death. But they are open with each other, and they love each other very much. As she grows, she watches the ships on the sea and learns which are merchants, which are pirates, and which do not want to be identified, like the Order of the Labyrinth a mysterious smuggling operation. No one knows anything about the Order, but everyone fears them. Tragedy strikes, ending the serenity of childhood. The Order of the Labyrinth destroys her home and kills her father. She swears revenge. But how do you get revenge on people no one can identify? She works on this for years with the help of Edmund, a friend of her father's, and a crew she puts together, she becomes a pirate and a thief and does whatever it takes to become the best, hoping to catch the Order's attention. I love a good heist movie and a good ensemble cast. 
Along the way, her crew executes many daring robberies that require the full use of each person's considerable talent. It seems, however, that the woman never gets closer to her goal. The order of the labyrinth is always so far away. Even when she is contacted by a representative from the order and given a ship and a flag denoting her place among them, she learns nothing more about the order's leadership or purpose. Along the way, in present-day Nightvale, Craig's debt is mysteriously paid off. He meets and marries a wonderful woman, and they settle down to have a family. He's always paranoid. He's lived his whole life feeling like he's being watched, like someone or something is choosing what decisions he should make. Back in piracy in the 1800s, without going too much into spoilers, the faceless old woman's whole life is upended. Her whole purpose is turned upside down, and she does what you never thought she could. She leaves revenge behind. It's bitter. She's worked at it her whole life and now is walking away. For a few years, she lives the life she might have had if her father had never died. And it's a good life. It's a life she could love and be fulfilled by. It's a life that does not last. She finds reason to take up her revenge again. She drags her crew out of their peaceful retirements, calling on their debt to her. She is getting older and older. If she does not succeed, she will lose her chance to complete her revenge. She puts her long-planned scheme into action, determined to finally achieve her goal and kill her enemy, the person who destroyed her family home and killed her father. More, much more about this in the spoiler episode. Suffice it to say, she eventually dies. This is not really a spoiler, it's in the book's summary. As someone who gave up everything for revenge, her name, her face, any possibility of a future, all she is now is revenge. She becomes something less than human. Incorporeal, she floats across the ocean and lands in America. As a ghost, a poltergeist really, she learns to manipulate the world around her, to move small things, to whisper in people's ears. She finds her way to Night Vale, and she loves it, how strange and unique a place it is. She makes a new home for herself in this strange town, in everyone's homes, secretly. She never really forgets what drove her, never forgets the sacrifices she made for it. She could have given up her revenge. Instead, she gave up everything else. You never get to know her name, by the way. She lost it and her own face along the way. That's about all I can say without getting too much into spoilers. So my final word on the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home is that it's a good horror adventure revenge book. It may offer some confusion if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, but it is the Night Vale book that spends the least amount of time in the actual city of Night Vale. If you want more media like this, there are two other books set in Night Vale, uh, written by the same authors, Fink and Craner. 
Welcome to Night Vale and It Devours. My other suggestion is to pick up the audiobook versions. Uh, They're read by the same people who voice characters in the podcast, and they're very good. For more horror, uh, listen to the Magnus Archives podcast. Make sure you start with season one, as there is an overarching plot for the series. And that's a wrap. That's all I can say without getting too much into spoilers. So join me next time for Dragon Slaying. Remember, there will be a second part of this episode to discuss the spoilers in detail. You can find the pod on Facebook at Backlog Books Podcast. Comments, questions, thoughts. Was this totally incomprehensible? You can email me at backlogbookspod at gmail.com. The music is by Joseph McDade. You can hear more of his work at josephmcdade.com. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope to talk with you again soon.